This morning, my sermon is about imagination. And I think to really discover and move through what imagination means, it's better to have some few more active parts than just listening to me preach. So our first activity is to have a visualization. So take this time to get comfortable, do some shoulder shrugs, take a few deep breaths, let the tongue fall from the roof of your mouth. Close your eyes if you're comfortable. And imagine a place where you feel safe. A beautiful, comfortable place. Maybe you're in the mountains. Maybe you're at a beach, a cozy forest, or a great big expansive one. The air there is neither too cold nor too hot. It is just right. And as you sit, or maybe you're lying down, standing in place, you realize that you live in a world where there are no walls, no borders, no jails, no prison, no barbed wire. You look around and see thriving schools, home schools, farm schools, little pods of children and youth learning how to be together, carrying with them books by Mariam Akaba, they know that hope is a discipline. You look to your right and maybe there are flourishing rooftop gardens, fruits and berries dripping over the sides, herbs coming up. Maybe you look over your shoulder and there are expansive fields full of sustainably grown produce squash and sunflowers bursting forth. Wherever you look, wherever you see, you remember that everyone is fed. Then there are the holistic health centers where there are healers healing, teachers teaching, muralists painting. There are tinctures, band-aids, books, and a rainbow of stethoscopes that hang on the wall. All the health centers are surrounded by so many trees. And you realize in this moment that there are so many trees. You can hear them, see them, smell them. Maybe you are looking up at redwoods. Maybe you're looking down at a tiny, delicate maple sapling. You look over and one of the children is reading under one. They are reading The Brink, about when we almost lost our earth and each other, but we didn't. You remember all the abolitionists, the climate, immigration, disability, gender, economic, racial justice, activists, advocates, educators, the farmers, dreamers, dancers, and artists who all came together to let this beautiful moment you are experiencing exist. You are delighted to feel a little wind tickle you, or maybe it's annoying and you grab a sweater that is right there. Either way, you gaze out over a clean ocean, a beautiful lake, a forest, your new cute and sustainable new urban scape. You look over and an older child is under the tree now, reading a different book. They are reading Alice Walker, and you smile thinking of her words. Even so, love, if it is love, never goes away. It is embedded in us like seams of gold in the earth, waiting for light, waiting to be struck, waiting to be struck.
as you are comfortable, you're welcome back in this room, or you can keep dreaming. I love to imagine vision and dream. I find that for me, freedom can be found when you are grounded in reality, but still able to hold on to your dreams, to know reality, to not ignore it, to be able to hold on to those dreams while your feet remain steady and grounded in the reality that is now. That is what my road to freedom looks like. And I'm not alone in recognizing the worth of imagination and meaning it holds in the realms of movements and justice. People often refer to it as radical imagination. Defined by a news website, Open Democracy, as the ability to imagine the world, life, and social institutions, not as they are, but as they otherwise might be. It is the courage and the intelligence to recognize that the world can and should be changed. The radical imagination is not just about dreaming of different futures. It's about bringing those possibilities here, back from the future, to work right here, right now, in the present, to inspire action and new forms of solidarity. Having, holding this radical imagination Pushing it forward into reality is not easy work. But as you use, we are pretty well equipped. We both already use imagination, honing in on what we believe and what we also have in our toolbox is a revelation that is unsealed, that is open for all to step in and believe what is possible for our faith, for each other, and for the world. The part that people get stuck on more easily is not our capacity to imagine, but the limits we think exist when we cannot act on our dreams or feel or believe we cannot. It is usually not the dreaming, but the actions people think they have to take, the work of making that dream or vision come through. They think their dreams have to be realistic. When in fact, this limits our dreaming, our visioning, it shortens our sight for what could be. Now, before we go further, I think it's time now to do a little imagining of our own in the form of art. I would like you all to take a minute to imagine the ideal Belmont. So think about what do community needs and what do, does your community need? Safety, access to food, housing, spaces to welcome people in. Take a few minutes to imagine what are the components. And then I'm going to need three artists. So I also want people to think, who is ready to come up here and draw our dreams? What an invite. <laughs> so I'll give you, yeah. Some moments to think about the ideal Belmont and if you are one of our three artists. Do I have our three artists? It doesn't, this is about dreaming, not about art, so. 
she did a great job. Two more. Two more. Great. Okay. So we have three artists, and they're each going to do one component of the ideal Belmont. So I'm just going to pick whoever has a component first. So this could be housing, food, anything. What is a component of an ideal Belmont? Great, housing. So we have housing over here. Another component. Yes? Less traffic. So we're going to have this middle one be transportation. And one more component. Yes? Great, the environment. Fossil free and the environment is our last one. All right, now. The artists, some have begun. Housing is always so eager to be. <laughs> um, and now you all have ideas that you are welcome to come up and consult with the artists and tell them what does ideal housing look like? I heard affordable. What does good transport look like? I heard less cars. Um, environment and less fossil fuels, what does that mean? So I invite you to come up and share your ideas with the artist. And if you are unable to, we will come to you and get your idea. So take a moment and then go talk to your artists. Great. I need a few more dreams to add to these. A few more people come up. There we go. Any dreams out there that you'd like us to tell the artist? Okay, maybe like 
one more minute or two for the artists to finish up. And what I need from you all is we are going to bless each aspect of this ideal Belmont. So I want a good blessing word for housing. What, what does this housing need? So the blessing word. Hmm? Commitment. So we're going to bless housing with commitment. Okay, what about transport? Flexibility. Great. Flexibility and less fossil fuels environment. How about with abundance? Okay. All right. Now what we're going to do, as soon as transport finishes, no, 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 take your time, take your time, and housing. All right, we're going to have each artist just describe what they have drawn, and then we're going to bless it with, I'm forgetting, what was the one for housing? Commitment? Commitment. Commitment, flexibility, and abundance. I have, I have drawn affordable housing with multiple layers and lots of green things growing all over it. There's a pool or a pond very close to it. It's close to public transportation, the roads and stores and all of the, the things that people need, including there's a railroad track there you can get on. And it, someone suggested put the $4 signs, cross that out and put $1 sign and star it. We bless housing with commitment. Hey, I have tried to draw a map that has, I guess, First Church right around here. You can see the train um, route already. And this is, um, this is Common Street. This is Concord Ave. This is School Street, I guess. I don't know what street that is, but I just tried to get as many um, buses and bikes and bike racks um, as we could possibly get, particularly going between those routes of the already existing 73 and 71, which is what I've always craved. Thanks. We bless transportation with flexibility. I, I volunteered it as an artist because I occasionally play piano. <laughs> <laughs> so what we have here is trees, lots of trees, giving off healthy oxygen and eating up that nasty carbon dioxide and bicyclists enjoying themselves, not just for the fun of it, but also to and from work. Lots of bike paths, lots of bike paths. Um, oh yeah, big sign in front of us, I think City Hall, it says a carbon tax, it really ought to be paid. The, um, this is a playground, but not for not for not for um, for kids, for adults. People ought to be having fun together, getting together around a circle, holding hands, and uh, like that. And here is the uh, the windmill that uh, First Church Belmont has volunteered to have on its property, <laughs> but the congregation declined because it was down in a valley, so we just couldn't do it. Sorry. And uh, finally. Uh, we got a house here, lots of houses with solar panels on the top. Um, 
getting rid of the carbon. Thank you. We bless the environment and less fossil fuels with abundance. Round of applause for our artists. And I would just like to bless the dreams here today. May they be full of blessing, the dreams drawn and the dreams still to come. Let them be the blessing providing what they need to provide. So I've done this exercise a lot with youth. Um, I often do it at the end of their programming. So I've tried to do it in the middle of this service because they complain a lot about how it feels rushed at the end and they want to keep dreaming and dreaming and dreaming. When we've usually had these sessions with youth, it's about justice issues and justice issues come with a lot of injustice and they talk about violence and policing and the decline of the environment, but then they get to dream and they cannot stop. They want to keep going. They want to keep thinking about their ideal communities. They want to get into different groups, hear different ideas. They want to keep going. And for me, this is always a hopeful thing. And I think also it is for them. The things they imagine, there's you know a few ice cream factories sometimes there. <laughs> but mostly, it's pretty. They want health care for everyone. They want less or no police. Their dreams are realistic, and they don't exist yet. So thank you for dreaming with me and making our dreams of more ideal community more out there in the world. Part of the importance of dreaming, again, is having that hope mindset, a mindset I found very effective at the height of COVID working as a chaplain in a Boston hospital. Though it didn't work forever, the one thing I could say to make a nurse smile and those shoulders drop was, imagine the vacation you are going to have after this. Firstly, the statement offered up a future where COVID would not always be present, where people could go on planes and travel without fear of spreading and getting a horrible virus. It also switched the mindset of being at the hospital and hopefully, in most situations, gave their brain a break. Let them think about beaches, ski slopes, instead of death and despair. Many of our dreams may not come true, but I wonder if those nurses regret dreaming of vacations they may or may not have taken. I, too, dreamed of taking a long tropical vacation after COVID. It didn't really happen, and neither did an after. But I don't regret it. I don't regret dreaming. During the height of COVID in a Facebook post about the virus, the doctor and disease specialist, Abdu Sharkawai writes about his main fear at this time of confusion, cancellations, and hysteria. He writes, mostly I am scared about what messages we are telling our kids when faced with a threat. Instead of reason, rationality, open-mindedness, and altruism, we are telling them to panic, to be fearful, suspicious, reactionary, and self-interested. Our own behavior and fight for ourselves, yourself above all else, attitude could prove disastrous. Even though I may not have gotten my dream tropical vacation, dreaming slowed my panic. Thinking about palm trees, 
Just that offering to myself of a different future slowed my fear, made me less reactionary, made me, in fact, want to dream more and have others dream more. To have others in their dreaming become less fearful and more open-minded, more altruistic, more hopeful. We often experience fear of the obstacles between us and associate our dreams as preventing us from moving, from being in a reality that doesn't exist. Dreaming dreams that lead us into disappointment, into frustration. Dreams can also be taken away, dreamed into being even enforced by law and then disappear. We have had experienced this particular phenomenon a lot in the recent past between Roe v. Wade and so much anti-trans legislation popping up at a time where many of us thought we were moving forward into communities of true inclusivity and trust. My dreaming for me also opens up my future, reminding me that few things are in stone and reminding me of that UU revelation. The revelation that Unitarian Universalists believe is one that is on its way towards truth, takes a winding path that lands on many different ways to illuminate mysteries and wonder of humankind, of human nature and morality. It twists and turns, not giving itself to any one source or truth, but dedicated passionately to a revelation of process, of old and new and all the new truth beginnings that lay ahead. But people are still wary of disappointment, or even beyond disappointment. We may be working towards climate change and hopeful about those small changes, but we also literally see the world going up in flames. It is in these moments, the moments of flames, the height of COVID, the destruction, that we must remind ourselves that we are currently in the dreams of those who are most powerful of those who have power and money and seek to destroy, to save this power for themselves, to keep using it to gain more power, more money. We must remember that we are in their dreams, remembering the, this so we can work to get out and to get out through our dreams. The other aspect of the radical imagination is not just about imagining a brighter future, but as defined by open democracy, it also represents our capacity to imagine and make common cause with the experiences of other people. It undergirds our ability to build solidarity across boundaries, borders, real or imagined. In this sense, it is the basis of solidarity and the struggle against oppression, which are key to building robust, resilient, and powerful movements. Without the radical imagination, we are left only with the residual dreams of the powerful. And for the vast majority, they are experienced not as dreams, but as nightmares of insecurity, precarity, violence, and hopelessness. But we can counter these dreams of the powerful. We can counter the dreams of the powerful with our dreams and believing in our dreams. We must not land in a cycle where dreams could be too much of a disappointment so we don't dream, and then we don't act on our dreams, and we fulfill the prophecy of not having any hope, giving into the dreams of those who have the most power. Within this risk of loss, the risk of losing our dreams, there is still a theology of hope, 
It is a theology in which dreaming activates hope. It activates hope as it shows us connections between people we don't automatically connect to. It is a theology that even though may recognize a very hard road ahead, maybe even recognize a bad ending, but still coupled with this ending is the idea that it doesn't have to end or end badly. Maybe it is unlikely that things for humanity will end well, but it is not impossible that it could end in an entirely different way. It is not impossible for our dreams to be lived, acted on, and put in place. Dreaming reminds us of this, of that possibility, however, however small. Dreaming reminds us that no matter how small the hope is there, there is hope, there are options, there are different ways of being, becoming, and building. Let us make sure this hope survives. Let us tend to our dreams in delicate, loving ways that spur others to dream. The more people we have dreaming, the more options we have, the more roads we have out of the dream we are now in that is much more like a nightmare. The more options we have, the more possibility can emerge and thrive. Let us make sure that even if our dreams do not come true, we maintain a dreamer mindset, a mindset that is open-minded, altruistic, and fearless. Blessed be.